So remember, remember when I said like, hey, you can just keep your Nuva ring in for a little bit longer and then skip your period if you want. I was like, what What would happen if I tried that? Because I'm going on vacation this weekend. Nuva ring said, fuck around and find out, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh, damn. Getting ready to go to the pool. <laughs> No tampons with me because I'm skipping my period this week. It's everything's fine. Yeah, nope, nope. <laughs> I had flashbacks days? to I had flashbacks of being a teenager where it's just like I don't want to go to the beach. I don't want to go to the beach. <laughs> I was gonna say how many days did you was it into the skippage? Like oh. was it within the so was it still the 28 day cycle or had you skipped and put in a new nuva ring well i'd already put the new one in okay yeah so okay. it's it's within that week that okay. first week so it's like i don't know like it's all screwed up this is why you shouldn't listen to our advice yeah <laughs> medical advice yeah that's what well i think that's what i said was when i tried to skip it it never ended up working right it would mm -hmm. you know it would just show up yeah when it wanted yeah. to Fortunately, like just just a little bit, just a sprinkle. <laughs> it's fine. Just a smidgering, a, smid, a smittening, a spattering of periods. Spattering, yes. Spattering, not a full-on bucket of blood. No. Not, a, not carry at the prom. Exactly. <laughs> Mouthy broadcast, everyone. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm Lauren. Oh, that's that's how we set set the tone of the show. <laughs> Just we're talking both about having a spattering of period right now. <laughs> Smidge, sm what's the? I don't know what the smidgen. word is. A smidgen, just a smidge, just a little smudge of period. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I took a pill late this week, so yes, I'm having a little smudge of period oh yeah as well. Yeah. yeah, that's why I switched off of the pill because yeah. it was like if I took it even like a couple hours late, it would be yeah. like, who knows? It could show up a week early. Week. <laughs> yeah, I so I just need to s just stick to the schedule, do it the way I'm supposed to do it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I watched like it's gonna line up with Haley's wedding. Is like that's gonna be like my main day because now I've screwed around with it. <laughs> Last month, like I mean, I would almost say. Well, how, well, what day are you on now? Like, I don't, cause I don't got, know because it's just got 26 days till Haley's wedding. Uh, you've got to know when you put it in. Cause that's when you know, when you take it out. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I know when I put it in, it's just, okay. I think, I think I'll be fine. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I'll figure this out later. This, yeah. this is too much math for showtime. <laughs> showtime. It's. Uh, so one of the things that I've been unpacking, it's, it's still happening. We've been here for like almost two months. I mean, I guess unpacking happens for like forever, right? Oh, sure. It could happen for years. You just uncover okay. those boxes in your garage. And you're like, oh, yes. I remember this that was up in the old house mm -hmm. three years ago. Yeah. I, I expect that's going to happen, but like. Because our our room is like the last priority. If you're a Patreon supporter, you know this by the clutter that surrounds me. <laughs> this is the last priority in the house because like I want to make it livable for everybody else, for, for guests or whatever. I can find my shit. I can find my clothes or whatever. But so I unpacked a box and it has like, it had like a metric shit ton of shapewear in it. I mean, I've got like, all these those stretchy tank tops that you know cinch your waist i've got the the fupa control <laughs> underwear like i've got so many of these fucking things and i'm just like i was debating getting rid of them because i've lost a bit of weight since i bought all that stuff mm -hmm. um and i'm also kind of just getting to a point that i'm like do i even give a shit anymore mm -hmm. Do I even give a shit if I've like 
if I've got a fat roll around my waist when I wear a tight shirt, I don't, I don't think I care. In the words of Alyssa Edwards, back rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wise words. <laughs> um, so what are you going to do with it? I don't, I think I've got to trim it down at least a little bit. I don't need like 10 tank tops, you know, of those not. stretchy deals. Because I used to wear them like almost every day. I would wear, oh, really? Yeah, I would wear like underneath my t shirts and stuff. Were they comfortable? They actually were. Um, and I think that's why I'm going to keep at least a couple because, especially during the wintertime when you need layers. Yeah. Um, there's something about it that kind of like it just kind of. It's like it's giving you a hug. Oh, that sounds it's giving me the affection that I crave. <laughs> a, a nice warm hug around the spare tire in my midriff. <laughs> it just kind of keeps like, so I wear like a lot of t- tight t-shirts because that's, that's how I am, I guess. It just kind of keeps everything like, pfft, yeah, you yeah. know, but without like crunching you in like a corset. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, also, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't just don't care anymore. I have, I have so many freaking things of like, I used to buy shit that like, it would come all the way down to like, mid thigh to try to keep all that shit under control. Why? Who cares? I, uh, I recently needed to wear a pair of Spanx and, um, they were too small on me from the time I last bought Spanx. <laughs> gained a bit of weight apparently and i was like i am not even gonna try to pull these up like this is just gonna i know i'm done <laughs> right i just need a looser dress <laughs> yeah so what, are you, what are you gonna do with all your extra pieces of shapewear like make a quilt out of it <laughs> yes gonna make a pocket pussy out of it (laughs) oh damn i guess you could do that i mean like i was thinking about it i was like do i donate it to like a thrift store like nobody's gonna want to wear my underwear yeah if they're underwear no like maybe if they're just the tank tops you could do that yeah yeah but not spanx because you don't wear underwear under those right Uh uh-uh you just gotta throw that out I did used to wear underwear under it when I first got them. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, I guess you're supposed to wear underwear under this. And then I was like, well, what's the point of it being seamless and trying to shape you if you still have a fucking panty line? Right. This is stupid. And I was like, oh, you're not supposed to wear them. I do always wear underwear under pantyhose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Even then- the ones that supposedly have the, the crotch lining or whatever. like They all no. have that cotton crotch, but it's like this big. It's like a nickel. It's like the size of a nickel going up against your vulva. No, no, that just makes it worse because there's a seam right there. I don't want that rubbing up on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I feel uncomfortable just thinking about it. Yeah, no, I always wear underwear under pantyhose. Yeah, but the spanks are different. But what about those kinds? So, all right, if you've never worn spanks before, sorry if we're letting you in on the myth of the illusion. So most Spanx have like this overlapping V almost. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to the flap on men's underwear, you know, like mm-hmm. the flap on the, with a little pee pee pocket where if you, you know, you want to just whip out your little dangle and pee <laughs> through your boxers, pee through the hole in your boxers. You could do that. So Spanx have like this, it, it folds over, but it's like a V. So if you like squat just right, that V opens up. And you can pee out of the bottom of your Spanx. Dude, I, I'm not buying the right Spanx because I've never had ones like that. You never had a pee flap? No. I had no, a flap. Are you buying like like legit brand name Spanx? I don't know. I, I think I just threw the ones out that didn't fit me. Because <laughs> I've never bought that brand. Like I'm always okay. buying like, you know, I just go to like TJ Maxx and buy whatever is cheapest. <laughs> I haven't worn them in years, but also it's like scary peeing through that V. I would imagine so. Because, like, what if you don't aim right? Yeah, because, like, I'm not comfortable with just squatting and hoping that the V is open properly. I've got my hands in there spreading it apart. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this. Goatsy. And, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm goatseeing my Spanx because <laughs> there's enough room and I'm peeing. And then also, as we've talked about before, 
I think some other women might have this issue too. Sometimes when you're peeing and you're trying to fully empty your bladder, sometimes a little poo comes out. Accidental pooping. We have to don't talk about this. Don't want to accidentally poop in your Spanx. What are you supposed no. to do then? Yeah. No, that's that's nightmare scenario. Yeah. So, no, I've never pooped in my Spanx or anything like that. But <laughs> but it could happen. Yeah. You just never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I've never bought them. Like I don't think I would do that anyway. I think I would have to disrupt Like, I don't know. Like, I've, I think I've had some that were like a full jumpsuit style. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. would guess you'd almost have to, you know, unsnap it or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I think I have some that I've never even taken the tags off because oh. I bought them and then like I put on so much weight that I couldn't even fit into them anymore. That's what's up with the ones that I've got in my drawer. I think I threw them out. Let's go double check. Now the ones that still have tags, I could donate those because as I long legit as you have... didn't wear them. Yeah, as long as you legit haven't worn them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've got like a giant tag on it. If I wore that under a dress, it would be awkward (laughs) (laughs) yeah Hmm. anyways (laughs) anyways (laughs) so we this has been a couple weeks now but we we weren't able to record when you came down for the Alanis Morissette show, but I wanted to talk about yes. that because it was such a fucking good time. It was a great time. It was an amazing show. I was expecting an amazing show and it was even better than what I expected. Yes. Um, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. We, I really had a great time. Um, it was great to meet your friend, Mary. Yes. Yes. My friend, Mary joined us. Um, what else is there to say about it? Well, I mean, I, th- I think we should talk about our lead up to it where we <laughs> so we tried to pregame by going to a bar, go to a bar. It's jam packed. It's a Wednesday night. Yeah. Why are bars packed on a Wednesday night? <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot of bars in that it area. Wasn't so even, I mean, it was what, like maybe five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah. Like, it, was it was really early. early. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, so we just decided to just bail out on that plan. Uh, and we decided to get crafty because <laughs> we still <laughs> wanted to pregame in the parking lot. Um, so this is a pro tip for anybody who gets stuck in the situation. And it, I think it turned out better this way anyway. So we didn't have to worry about like yeah. having a drink and then driving over there and, you know, yes. how sober are we <laughs> going to the, the place? <laughs> um, so we bought bottles of Coke from Five Below, the $5 and less store, and then went across the shopping center to the ABC store and bought a bottle of Bacardi. And we just made our own little rum and Coke cocktails in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, and we also had to get, we had forgotten a blanket. So we bought some $5 rugs from Five Below. Yes. Well. Yes, and I'm actually using my rug. I put it in the front, (laughs) right behind the front door. I have to wash mine, so. (laughs) Well, if you put it, like, in a place that it's just going to get dirty anyway, like, it's no big deal. Like, you know, I put it to basically where you walk in the front door and it absorbs the the grit off your feet. So I'll wash it eventually. Mine is, um, mine is outside still airing out. (laughs) Because those rugs did smell. It they smelled like wet. a fucking barn. Yeah, they got wet at the concert. You know, we were sitting on it. Uh, and then they were in Jenny's car overnight. And um, then Dude. I put one in my car to take it home with me. And yeah, they, they both our cars just smelled like vomit and horse shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> said, it smelled like a barn, but like worse. <laughs> it was like the normal like barn smell and then vomit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think I left mine sitting outside for at least a couple of days airing out, but it's fine now. Yeah, mine mine is still outside. I haven't brought it in yet. I was like, I'm, maybe I'll use it as an outdoor rug underneath my carport. <laughs> I mean, the best part about it was the fact that, like, I was wearing my brand new white dress, and I have this... Very cute dress. Wh- this fucking rug, this cheap rug 
that's now damp and I car- rolled it up and carried it under my arm and then I looked at it the next day and there was like brown stains all the way down the dress from where the dye had run off of some of the fabric on the rug. It looked like the rug just took a piss on her dress. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it washed out because, you know, it was just... Good. I figured if it if it came out of the rug that easily, it's going to come out of the dress. Fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> and it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, God, what else can you say about it? It was fantastic. I mean, Alanis's voice is still amazing. Mm-hmm. I was, I was really impressed with her, her vocal power. She did all the hits. She did everything off of uh, Jagged Little Pill. Mm-hmm. And um, she threw in a couple other her other big hits. Uh, Thank you, which mm-hmm. was on her second album, and um, Uninvited, which was on the City of Angels soundtrack. Fantastic so, song, yeah. It was, and the whole show was just really great, like a really awesome vibe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there was, I remember getting like, I mean, I was a little bit white girl wasted at some point, but. <laughs> Um, I remember getting like really kind of choked up and emotional about just the whole situation of like us being there, like, you know, in a public place for the, with that many people for the first time in a long time and feeling like fairly safe about it. Like, yeah. um, it was, it was just a, I don't know. It was just a, a, a lot. It was just a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I get stupid emotional about songs anyway. And I can't remember which song it was, but it was something that was like hitting me in the right way. And I was just like, yeah. oh my God, I can't. I think you, I looked over and you were crying also. <laughs> like, yes. We're both just like, oh my God. And it was, that, it was a combination of multiple songs and it hit me in a way, a lot of her lyrics, um, the, one of the songs that hit me a lot was uh, See Right Through You or mm-hmm. Right Through You was the name of the song, not uh, See. But um, there are just lyrics about being a woman, particularly a young woman in a man's world trying to. And I know that that like that sounds cliche, but it it's exactly what the situation is. And when you're young and you're trying to start out your career and people act like you owe them something mm-hmm. and like you have to put out to get where you want to go. And whether that's sexually or, or whatever it is, you have to play the game to get where you want to be. And I mean, I know I understood it, but I didn't feel it when I first heard Jagged Little Pill 25 years ago. And I feel it much more deeply now. Right. And hearing her songs live, you know, in a, in a, from a different perspective now mm-hmm. felt a lot different. Yeah. And it, it's not like I haven't listened to Alanis Morissette in 25 years. I've been listening to her this whole time. Like I just did a big deprogrammed episode on her like a year and a half ago, you know, like, I, yeah, it, it's all there. It's just, it hit me so much different hearing it live. Yes. And you know, her, I've always liked her voice, mm-hmm. but hearing her voice now, like it's, I think it's gotten better and hearing it live was so powerful. Yeah. Um, I yeah. was really super impressed. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, I don't know if she's still on tour anyplace else, but if you have a chance, go see it because it was like yeah, seriously she, like twenty yeah, this, bucks. This wasn't the last leg of the tour because I've been following her on Instagram and she's still out there. Yeah. All over the place. So yeah. yeah. Great show. Good fucking times. Also, uh garbage opened for them and garbage was great too. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. It sucks that we didn't get to really see them because we were on the lawn. (laughs) Yeah, so for whatever reason, they didn't have camera operators and a production crew to have the Jumbotrons up while Garbage was playing. Like, could they have just slipped some money to Alanis's crew and just been like, just two dudes out here. Just a couple of dudes run the fucking thing. So, well, you need, so you need two people on the camera and then you need a production guy in the back telling him where to go and what, what cameras. Right. Right. You need like, you need a few production guys because you need like the director and then you need the operator and then you need the. They could have gotten away with like three dudes. They would have been fine, but we all like, we couldn't even. You would think, (laughs) you would think that they could have. 
but yes. nobody would pay anybody to do it is what it was. Like, I guarantee you it was a payment issue. Probably. They wouldn't pay what people were worth. Right. Yeah. So it's sad. It's a shame because at an amphitheater, the majority of the people there are in the lawn. Yeah. Not right up. And even if you're in seats and you're far enough back, you're not going to see anything anyway. Right. Exactly. So they definitely should have had those jumbo trousers up so we could have seen the show and not just heard it. But right. it did sound great. It did sound good. And it like yeah. I've talked about this before. Like I I don't dislike garbage. I'm just not super impressed by them. But hearing them live actually gave gave him a little bit of more of an edge where I'm like, you know what? I might actually listen to a few songs mm-hmm. there. <laughs> or I might yeah. actually seek out like some live recordings if possible. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. That would be a good, a good way to get into them. Cause I did feel sure. like they were better live for me personally. Um, let's not even get into that. I don't know. Maybe we <laughs> should get into that. That's the whole point of this fucking show. <laughs> So number one, it always just pissed me off that I say, like, I'm not really crazy about them. Mm-hmm. And people act like I've just slapped them in the face. <laughs> like, I can't believe you don't like them. What the fuck is wrong with you? I just, I'm, that makes me like them even less. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, that's how you're going to react. And, you know, one of the things that I always hear, Shirley Manson is so fucking hot. Oh my God, she's so fucking hot. Is that is that why you like them? Right. Because she's hot? You want to fucking bang the singer? Cool. <laughs> right. She has value because she's attractive. <laughs> Pisses me yeah, the fuck it's off. It's just a, and it's a, it's the way that people talk about her too. Yes. It's a, I, I find it disturbing as well. Like, there's no, it's like you said, like, there's no other value other than, oh my God, she's so hot. Right. Oh my God, she like, I just want to fuck her so bad. Like, right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. All right. I'm going to stop it there. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to change the subject up here a bit. Um, have you ever been mistaken for someone else? <sighs> Not really. Like, I would feel bad for them if I did. I've, I have. What does that mean? Because <laughs> I hate I myself. Bad for them. <laughs> Haley sent me a picture of somebody once that she saw at a convention that looked exactly like me. Really? Yes. I'll send you the picture. I'll put it in the show notes and everything. It's I st- like I've had it for like four years. I'm like to the point where Haley thought it was you. Not that she thought it was me. Well, she knew it wasn't you because you weren't there. Yes. But it was kind of like, and it wasn't even like this person looked exactly like me, but there was like a vibe. And I was like, wow, she kind of looks like me. That's weird. But just like 20 years younger. (laughs) So I, this, I had a situation that just happened to me a couple weeks ago. I was actually leaving a build at Redmayne. Mm-hmm. So I looked like ass, right? I was covered in paint, mm-hmm. like hair all disheveled, crazy, you know. Um, I walk up to the counter and the uh, cashier is like, hey, stranger. What? Been a while. <laughs> and I was just like, mm, okay. And she's like, you don't recognize me? And I was like, uh, no, no. <laughs> and she pulls her mask and we were both wearing masks. Okay. She pulls her mask down. And I'm like, I- I'm sorry. I still don't know you. How, how, oh, shit. <laughs> how do we know each other? Cause I'm really thinking that she knows who I am. And I pulled my mask down so that she can get a better look at my face just in case, uh, you know, like she has mistaken me for somebody and she's like, you're Chris's mom, right? Like, oh, Yes, I'm Chris's mom. She's like, it's Billy. I'm like, but Billy? I who? I was like, I I don't know you. She's like, I was Chris's boss at Burger King. I said, my Chris never worked at Burger King. Whoa. This is fucking weird. <laughs> right? Right? Because I have, for the listeners who don't know, I have a child named Chris. So I'm like, no, my Chris didn't work at burger king 
And also this is at the Sheets in Ashland, which is an hour from my house. And she's like, I'm like a Burger King here. She's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, no, I don't live here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she's like, what? Is your name Mary? I'm like, nope, it's Lauren. <laughs> she's like, well, you look just like her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she's like, she's got the same glasses, the same hair color, everything. <laughs> She walks around covered in paint, <laughs> like, yes, sweaty. It's all dirty, nasty. <laughs> Wearing her just smelling like bug repellent and sunscreen. <laughs> the thing that's yeah. tripped me out is the fact that you both have sons named Chris and probably about yes, the same age. That's what, probably, yeah, if they're teenagers working at a Burger King. <laughs> right. Unless, you know, the other Chris is older and working at a Burger King, but you know. I mean, yeah. you know, look, I might go work at Burger King. <laughs> but maybe while I'm in Ashland sometime, I'll run into this woman who looks just like me. Oh, my God. So, so do you think that if you saw this person that you'd be like, oh, yeah, I look just like her? Or do you think like people no. just see weird things? Yeah, I like, think people see weird things. We actually had so, a an incident over the weekend where we were at the pool and Scott's daughter, there was another girl, like almost the exact same age, looked so much like her. Oh, wow. Walk like her, talk like her. Like, I mean, everything was like, it was like she was the mirror universe version of one of his daughters. And she got so mad. She's like, she doesn't look anything like me. She doesn't have blue eyes. She doesn't have freckles. And I'm like, yeah, she looks just like you. I was just looks just like you so she's a mirror universe did she have a goatee <laughs> she did she did <laughs> oh man oh. No, I, I feel like people just kind of see what they want to see you know? yes yeah, yeah. and i mean actually i do that all the, the time i was he's like oh that person looks just like so and so and everybody else is like sure. no they don't yeah i do it too I like doing the, you know, the same thing Trixie and Katya do. Who would play her? <laughs> I did like I, I, I meet like a weird and interesting, you know, person, you know, like a character, so to speak. And like my first thought is like, well, who would play them in the movie of my life? Who you would know? play you in the movie of your life? <laughs> oh, oh, that's tough. You don't oh, have I a go-to? Probably Natasha Leone, and that comes a lot from you and Matt both saying that. Yeah, yeah, Honestly. definitely, definitely. Yeah. But I don't think she's funny enough. Like, let's just brag on myself a little bit. I'm kind of funny. <laughs> You're fucking hilarious. Oh, no, she's fucking fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> I I think it's I definitely could see it. Like, I just uh, and when I say funny, like I just don't think she's like goofy enough. Hmm. Like, I guess I think it depends on the tone a, of the the movie. She has a toughness and an edge that I definitely do not have. And I have like a lot of goofy awkwardness that I don't think she has. So I guess that's the thing. That's like, why it's acting. Like, she yeah, can get okay. into character. She can, she can get into character. Sure. <laughs> See, I would always go with like um, Helena Bonham Carter or Sarah Gilbert, depending on what the tone of the movie is. Yeah, I definitely see Sarah Gilbert for you. Yeah. 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 Nice. So speaking of movies, we got an interesting topic of conversation from Peter. Um, I can't remember if we ever had this discussion back in the day, but... You know, I don't think we did. I, I think, don't think we, we discussed yeah. it, and then for whatever reason, we kind of shied away from it, because I think it was a little too, like... It was going to get depending into on how troublesome go, territory. Yes. Yeah, it was either going to be too on the nose or too, like... Like I would have to share. I, I remember exactly why now. Yeah. Okay. I'll just call it troublesome territory. <laughs> so basically the conversation that we didn't discuss was red flag movies. Like if somebody says, this is my favorite movie, you, you feel like they're probably edgy. They're an edge Lord or whatever. Like if somebody says their favorite movie is taxi driver, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to date this person. Mm -hmm. I'm cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. you might be casual friends with them. But if that's their favorite movie, there, yeah. there's a problem there. Um, so Peter suggested that we discuss 
green flag movies, like a movie that when somebody says that this is one of their favorites, you're instantly like, oh, this is one of my people. This is a cool person. I trust this person. So once upon a time, I may have said LA story was one of my green flag movies. Mm -hmm. And generally I do feel like if you like that movie, I'm probably, it's probably going to be a plus for me, but I've run into too many people that (laughs) say, Oh, I love that movie. It's so great. And we've had these great conversations about it and they turn out to be raging assholes. So (laughs) that one's off the list. Um, I we think my answer- talking about that movie last night, like I was talking about um, Matt was talking about an artist that he likes, Mark, Mark Rothko. And I was talking about the scene in L.A. Story at the art gallery. Mm-hmm. And he didn't remember it. And he was like, I need to watch that movie again. And I was just like describing this movie, like or the scene, like dying, laughing. And he's like, I need to watch that again. I don't remember that scene. Um, but yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I've I've had too many bad experiences with that one. Like it it doesn't qualify for me anymore. But I do think that Joe versus the volcano is probably a green flag movie for me. I, you know, I still have not seen that movie like since I was a kid. I need to, I need to see it again. I mean, prepare for an existential crisis. Remember but... any of it. <laughs> It's it's definitely a movie that I um I go to when um I'm having a terrible day at work. I might even just watch like the first 30 minutes. It's that kind of movie. Like I'll watch that mm-hmm. part of it or I might watch the end of it if I'm in a certain kind of mood or something like that because I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like everybody that I've talked to, I've never had a bad experience talking to somebody about Joe versus the volcano. It's fantastic. Fantastic because it's it's kind of surreal and it's um there's a lot of lighthearted stuff and it's goofy and existential much like myself (laughs) (laughs) um in the past and i mean now like the movie is so much more well known but i felt like all through high school clerks was my green flag movie Mm. because it was still like independent and Mm -hmm somewhat underground and not a lot of people had seen it Mm -hmm. but it was one of those like whenever I was talking to another person who was into clerks we always had a good conversation about it because yeah bonding thing these days to me clerks could almost go either way it could be a red flag movie yeah because if it's just like a dude he's like oh Oh, 37 37 yeah yeah she fucked a dead guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like it's yeah, you're one hundred percent right. And things like uh like reservoir dogs. Mm-hmm. Like sure, back then like everybody had seen Pulp Fiction, but when you knew somebody who was into reservoir dogs, that was different. But now being into reservoir dogs is almost like could be one of those like uh you know, sociopathic yes. things if you're just into that kind of a but it so it, it really depends what you're into about it. Like if you like the right way it's set up with the out of sequence storytelling and like um you know, what's his name really getting into the character of being undercover and all that, like that all Yes. You know, I feel like that's a like if you just like how it was done. Right. Um like I Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies, yeah. but I don't typically say Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies because I feel like I'm afraid that's going to put a red flag on me because <laughs> do I like it because they say the N-word every 10 seconds? Do I right. like it because of all the gratuitous violence? Or do I like it because of the storytelling and the use of music and sound and all these other things that I like about it? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just watched a YouTube video from this guy who was basically like, why do white guys like edgelord movies? <laughs> and he did like this whole 20 minute video essay on it. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to send you the link to that. Cause I've, it's been an interesting journey down this, this YouTube channel. I'm like, you know what? This is giving me some shit to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is giving me another perspective. <laughs> That's a good call. 
So I still can't find that picture after I said I had my doppelganger picture. I can't find it That's anywhere. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. We've already moved on. <laughs> I don't know why I brought it up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just always bring it up the past. God damn. <sighs> Are so, we done yet? God. I, I don't think we've we've quite gone maybe half an hour, just a little over half an hour. Um, <clears throat> I do have an interesting topic that deals with race. Mm. Not that we need to get into too much of it. But, you, know, <laughs> you were just talking about white guys being into edgelord movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, Matt is really into the white guy in my life. He's really <laughs> into reality TV. Oh, Jesus. Um, no, no, this is different than what you're going to expect. He's really into Big Brother. Oh, interesting. He's into the social aspect of Big Brother. And I mean, obviously, Big Brother's been on like over 20 years. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. Of, you know, existence. Um, but I never I, I never paid any kind of attention to it whatsoever. I'm just like, OK, here's another dumb reality show. What the hell do I care about? Mm-hmm. But since we've lived together, I've caught bits and pieces while he's watching. Mm-hmm. And this season, this season is really groundbreaking. What, okay. What's happening. So there has never been, other than like Celebrity Big Brother and like Big Brother Canada, there's never been a black winner of Big Brother. Wow. So there have been a few people of color. I think they said that there was a Korean American who won and like a, a Latina person and um, a Filipino person. Never been a black winner. And this year, so and especially reality TV in general is taking a lot of hit, a lot of heat over a lack of diversity. Like there was a whole big scandal with The Bachelor last year and um, a lot of other stuff, you know, going on. So the casting was very conscious over who they put in the house this year. And it was definitely the most diverse cast ever. Nice. And there are six black people on the cast. And usually you would maybe get two. And there'd be like one black guy and one black woman. And they never got along with each other. And they always went out very early. You know, never made it through. Right. Because white people are in charge of media. (laughs) So... These black people who were cast this season, they realized it and they were like, we need to do something. We need to take a stand and make a change. We're getting to the final six. We're going to make this happen. So one thing that happens with Big Brother, if you're not familiar with it, is there are alliances and Mm -hmm. all of them happen behind the scenes. So if me and you have a final two deal, only me and you know that we're not telling everybody else. So I can't remember because so. I, I used to watch it. This actually used to be like my favorite of the reality oh, shows. Okay. Like when it first came on and it actually Big Brother inspired the shit out of Bell and Dub season three yes. for me. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I legit went back and started watching season one for inspiration. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't remember like how do people like they vote each other out, right? Yes, like they, they just vote kinda... each other out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a weekly competition to decide who is the head of household and the head of household puts up two people on the block each week. And then of course there are mini competitions to like get veto power and other things, you know, throughout the, throughout the course of the week. But that's the main premise is head of household puts up two people and they do a lot of times what's called a back door, which they'll put up two people who are both just pawns, but then they know that there's going to be a veto that happens and they put the person that is the real target up on the block so that they can't campaign for themselves or figure anything out at the end mm-hmm. until the end. And then it's too late. So anyway, what's going on right now, they are down to, I believe, the final eight. Um, all the and the oh, the name of this alliance. You have to hear the name of this alliance because it's brilliant. The cookout. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so right now, all six members of the cookout are still there. Um, and the only people who are not black that are in the final eight are women. There's one white woman and one Latina woman. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of them are going to the end. Like we know that. Um, but it's 
it's like it's groundbreaking that they're here and they've done it so brilliantly one of the women had an idea when they started she was like if we're gonna make this work we each need a buddy system so they each had like a bestie a mm -hmm. side piece <laughs> outside of the cookout alliance that could work as a screen for them so for most of the most of the time um, when, you know, you have to nominate two people and the cookout would nominate a member of the cookout and their bestie. And then the bestie would get sent home. And they, oh, and they stay up. Wow. So it's and now and what's going to get really interesting is now that it's going into the final six, there's three. It'll be um, three men and three women. Interesting. And there's, like I said, there's never been a black person, period. You know, whether it's a man or a woman. To get that far. Who's, who's won, yeah, who's, who's won. So the fact that it's gonna be the final six, it's kind of groundbreaking. And Matt, like Matt and I are watching it and we're also watching like now, like they're getting to the point where they're about to start infighting, mm. which is bound to happen. But nobody has ever had an alliance this big that made it this far without breaking up already. Well, I don't I, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. <laughs> you just make like, it. It's not up. like I have, it, there's <laughs> three seasons of this shit. I don't know. But it seems like to me, it's a really big deal, <clears throat> especially because the way that they did it was through the each having a side piece that helped them move along. Mm -hmm. um, and what that's amazing. But Matt was like, we're just watching it this morning before we started recording, which is why it was on my mind. But Matt was like, I wonder what Twitter is saying about this. I wonder who Twitter likes. And I was like, don't look mm. at Twitter. Why are you going to look at Twitter? Could be bad. Yeah. But guess what happens? He looks at Twitter and he's like, yep. Twitter says it's racist. I'm like, what did you think Twitter was going to say? <laughs> it's because he's looking at white Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll like, uh, so it's still on, right? Like there's still yeah. a few episodes left. Okay. I'm still many I episodes might watch left because they're, they're top eight. So I th yeah. think there's still, like, it's not eight weeks. I think because you know be what? Fucking RuPaul's best friends race is boring as shit. I'm like three weeks yeah. behind. I don't give a shit. Well, I, I saw who won last week. It was fine. It was yeah. Fine. It ended up being a, a strong top four. But sure. like honestly, like the finale, I didn't even care. I'm so far behind. I it's not even top four. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't a good season overall because it's like you said, best friends race. It was just too, too plain, too much. Yeah. And don't even try with 90 Day. Who gives a fuck about that garbage? <laughs> but I do want to tell you the the standout moments of the first the season premiere of 90 Day the other way. Okay. All right. So I know everybody loves my Jenny impression. Oh, Smee, Schmidt, Smee. Wow, wow. Are you going to marry me? Are you going to get married? Oh, I better back up for the mic and peek it all over. I'm going to peek it out. So Jenny is not you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny on 90 Day is everybody's favorite train wreck who she's 63, mm -hmm. has a 32 year old. So, I guess he's her fiance. I don't know. She sold all her shit, moved to India for him, found out he was married, moved back home. Then he convinced her he was getting divorced. She came back. He won't marry her because his parents don't approve. Right. So um, she's been, she's not allowed to go back into the U.S. because of COVID. But she has like, she has a special visa where she can stay in India for basically permanently but every six months she's supposed to go back to the U S and that before she, you know, to keep her, okay. her visa active to keep it mm -hmm. valid. Well, because of COVID she's not been allowed back in the U S in like a year and a half. And she keeps getting the visa extended, but then she got a notice that the visa was denied. The extension was denied that she was going to have to leave. Yeah. So she tells Smee, we got to get married. Well, if you marry me, I can stay. It's the only way I can stay. And he, he like takes her to an astrologer. <laughs> of course he does. 
Reezer birth chart says, you know, is telling her all these reasons. She flips out. She throws a chair. <laughs> what? She's, yes, she starts screaming. Me, where are you ever going to marry me? I can't just stay here. Is she a wrestler now? now? She throws a chair. <laughs> she, I don't, and Jenny with the steel chair. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> just up and threw a chair. It was very <laughs> exciting. And it's just like, <laughs> I think she turned into a chicken. Yeah, I was going to say. And she did it. <laughs> oh, um, my God. The other great bit. I don't know if you remember Ariella, Ariella and Binyam. Ariella is, she is a very privileged white girl from Princeton, New Jersey. Her family is very wealthy. And she went to Ethiopia to have yes. a baby. Yes. Oh, That's my God. That's all you need to know. This bitch here goes to Ethiopia to have a baby. And then is all concerned that like the toilet doesn't have a seat on it. Well, bitch, you moved to Ethiopia. What do you expect? Oh my God. This season, they're there. They have the baby. She now has a nanny and the nanny is her best friend. And she's very happy that the nanny's there. But she's like, I just got great news. My ex-husband is coming to visit me. What? Yeah. So she was married to this guy for 10 years. The only reason they broke up is because she decided she wanted to travel. Oh, she was no. Still, she was still married to him when she met Binyam. <laughs> like, I suppose they were legally separated or whatever. Um, but and but he's my best friend he's my best friend he's coming to visit why did she have to divorce him so she could travel that doesn't make any sense to me yeah i don't know i don't know (laughs) that doesn't make any fucking sense i don't know i don't know i'm not really asking you to explain (laughs) or it gets better (laughs) oh jesus christ so he's coming to stay with them and stay in their ha- their house. So Benjamin, her husband, is a little disturbed by this. Like, I don't like it. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm afraid. And also Benjamin has experience with a former ex who left him for her own ex. Oh, so no. this is triggering for him as well. But she sits down to tell his sisters. I don't know if you remember meeting his two sisters in the first season of The Other Way vaguely um, so they uh <laughs> anyway they're you know the two ethiopian women like they've kind of given like judgmental they've passed some judgment because like they wanted the baby to be christian they wanted the baby to be circumcised like and ariella was kind of a, against that and they were like what do you have to do what the family wants to do kind of so they had already put a lot of pressure on both of them for the relationship and Ariel is telling them, oh, this is normal. In America, this is normal that you would be friends with your ex and they would come stay with you. <laughs> Do you think that's normal, Jenny, in America? <laughs> Listen, I, I have a weird family that my dad still comes to my mom's parents for Christmas and you other holidays. Chi- they have children together. Yeah, but I think it's, I, I'm most saying, people seem I to think, think it's, have- it's abnormal. Yeah, well, a lot of people would think it's abnormal, but also if you have children together, I can understand it. Right, but he's been there even when my mom isn't there. Like, it's even when my sister and I aren't there. Like, he's my family's just kind of like, oh, you're part of the family now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's how it is. But I've noticed that, like, every time I mention something like that, (laughs) the fact that I'm still friends with, like, one of my exes, People find that abnormal. It is not normal in America. And I would say even no matter how close you are with the person, I think there's a a boundary that gets crossed when they come to stay with you for a length of time. So that was going to be my next thing was like, okay, your dad is still close with your grandparents, but like, would your dad ever go and like stay in the same house with your mom? No. Like her new partner? No. (laughs) Who? And like... (laughs) So Ariella is telling the sisters, my ex-husband's coming to visit. I'm so excited. 
And his sister Wish goes, I just, no, this is just some white people shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's exactly it's normal. what it is. It's just white people shit. But I don't think it's even just like you said, you know, you have experience in your family where there's been a little bit of crossover. Mm -hmm. I think it's a whole different story when your ex who you were married to for 10 years comes to stay with you and your new partner and your new baby. Yes. And like I said, especially the fact that if they if they broke up on whatever terms, it's not like it's not like they were like, you know what? We just decided that we were better friends than we were, you know, partners or whatever. Because I've known people mm-hmm. like that too. Um, it, it, I want to travel, so we have to we have to divorce. Really, bitch? Do you? Well, because he didn't want to travel with her. So, <laughs> like, that's not a that's not grounds for divorce. <laughs> like, she can travel and then come home. And that's it. Like, that doesn't sound like a resolved relationship to me. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I'm (laughs) I'm with you. And then she's telling that. So the next episode, then she was telling the camera about um, how uh, she always thought she would be back together with him. She was like, until I met Binyam, I always thought I'd get back together with Leander. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's exciting. So that's our reality recap. Reality recap. Reality yeah. recap. <laughs> now we're just stealing bits from other shows. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, hey man, I got other shit to do. <laughs> I gotta go. Let's wrap it up because now we have been probably yes. almost an hour. <laughs> when I was peeing, it was ten twenty six, and now it's eleven twenty two. The official so, yeah, timekeepers of we're mouthy close. broadcast. <sighs> Okay. Oh my God. I'm getting old. I got osteoporosis. Don't break your back from sitting too long. <laughs> That's terrible. I really hope your grandma's okay. She's fine. I'm sure she's fine. I mean, she's old. This is, this, these things happen. My other grandmother fucking walked off a broken neck. <laughs> Legit. When she was dying in the hospital, they had taken x-rays because she broke her neck again. And they were like, this, there's an old break here. What's going on? Oh, my God. oh, she—that's pro- probably when she fell, and uh, never went to the hospital for. Oh, okay. <laughs> Broke her neck, just walked it off. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we have stubborn ass people in my family. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> right? I can't imagine. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Um. Uh. Yeah, we're mouthy broadcast. We're on MouthyBroadcast.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, at MouthyBroadcast. You can call us at 757-541-CUNT. We'll see you next Tuesday, motherfuckers. Call us and tell us about your white people shit. Ah, shmee. 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 90 day fiance is white people shit. It is. That's true. (laughs) All kinds of white people shit.